Bot Talk Podcast. What challenges arise when adapting computer-generated speech to the human voice? We speak with intonations and pauses for breath. Is TTS capable of that? You can add uh, breathing pauses even with a hearable to the computer speech as well. It's, it's not the, uh, this hard. But the, uh, the harder thing is the context. So we humans understand uh, when, when we, while we're reading, we understand what the text is all about. And uh, the, depend, emotion. the emotion, the emotion of the text. And then depending on these topics, you know, talking about the war in, uh, in Europe, for example, and so on, you will never read the same article uh, with the same emotion. If there is like, you know, uh, if uh, even the same topic, right, okay, it's a war. It's one thing to read like casualties, and another thing, it's a story about like, you know, uh, uh, whatever family that lost their home and so on. You will read it differently. It will, it will impact your voice. And this is the most, uh, the most kind of challenging thing uh, at the moment. And what the book publishers, for example, tell us all the, all the time. When they're not so much interested in like, you know, scaling their product, uh, but they are interested in when, we, when they have the uh, script, they have already uh, voice in mind. Uh, which will go great with the script of the book. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, this challenging, but uh, uh, you know, our, our answer to that is, uh, well, the same, um, the same thing that uh, um, those uh, book publishers do with their real actors when they read the script and they think, well, this voice will probably uh, be the best. It will happen with the generic voices as well. Because the generic voices in from uh, th three to five years, you will not be able to hear the difference. You can already have some sentences where that I showed that you know I think a couple of sentences uh, in the beginning you couldn't tell if I didn't tell you that it was a robot that it was actually uh, the synthesized voice, and we are moving very fast in this direction. So this is a this is a challenging but a, a solvable problem. If that is possible, why does Google not invest into the elaboration of their voices? For example, the Google Maps Navigator. Not the focus, not the focus. So uh, you still use it. So, and uh, you still understand, even on the, in the broken uh, uh, pronunciation, you still understand. Uh, uh, and with Google, it's more, uh, that's why we uh, uh, at all have a chance. Because uh, Google or Microsoft or whatever, they have a completely different dimension. They want to uh, have German, but the, for them, German language is, has the same priority as the African language. Uh, because they want to have everything. They want to have the whole world and with, with some kind of okay quality. And our ambition, okay, let's do European voices, very good. Like, you know, very, very good. Let's do all the European voices, that will be, which will sound great. And uh, Google can take, uh, you know, the rest of the world, uh, but uh, we want to, uh, we want to, we want to be uh, perfect uh, in German, in uh, and in in smaller languages, especially in smaller languages, there are less um, uh, good quality text-to-speech voices. Uh, if you go to uh, even Belgium, they have Dutch dialect, but it's a different Dutch than in uh, Netherlands. It's Flemish. It's a Southern uh, Dutch. It's completely different. Uh, they, and they can hear it. They can hear the difference. As, as, uh, and, you know, it may be, uh, it, you know, you can maybe uh, say that, imagine reading uh, Hamburger Abendblatt uh, or hearing Hamburger Abendblatt with a stark um, southern uh, Bay, uh, Bavarian accent. 
that will be very, very uh, crazy. And this is, this is how it, it is for them. I mean, they say, yeah, it is Dutch, but it's very, very unpleasant or it's not, not natural. So that's what we are trying to solve at the, at the moment. How many languages is BotTalk able to modify? In the German, we are uh, definitely the best. But we have 127 languages on the platform. And uh, we have, we have a, uh, established the framework how to improve those languages. So now we are trying to go to, um, to Belgium, we're trying to go to Estonia, and we're trying to go to uh, Nor uh, Nor uh, Nor Norway. Norway? Wow. Norway, um, uh, to, because those are very uh, specific uh, languages where, uh, where, uh, uh, that are very hard. And the publishers in those countries look for the good solution. And they are ready to give, uh, to give money because they, re, re, they want, and the, for example, in Norway, people, people tend to pay for, uh, for content. They are completely okay. They will not cancel the subscription. They will, they will pay uh, because they know, uh, you know, they, they just know how to do it. And so this, um, this is why we are choosing these smaller, uh, smaller things. And we, if we can do uh, this on the, on the scale, then everything is going to be fine. You are a B2B company at the moment. Is there any future vision of working directly with the end consumer? Oof, it's somewhere in the vision. <laughs> um, I'll, me personally, I would love an end-to-end -end product. I would love to have an app or ex uh, a browser extension that will read me every single article. There are considerations. And um, in Germany, there are also copyrights considerations. Okay. So if you say, like, you know, I develop uh, the thing that reads your content, you know, on every single website, on every single, uh, you know, German newspaper. That could be interesting, uh, the discussion with them, if, uh, you know, if it's not uh, infringes with their copyright. Um, uh, and uh, the second reason why we do, don't do B2C is it's uh, just another scale uh, of marketing money that we need to, to build the product. Here in Germany, when you go to a publisher, everyone knows us because it's not that hard to gain momentum, especially with the, uh, with the uh, support of our accelerators and so on and so forth. Everyone knows, uh, and uh, if you go to Hamburger Amblad, there is a player, and there's always a link who made this player. So that's not that hard with a, with a B2B market. With a B2C market, pff, I worked uh, at Axel Springer, we tried to, uh, like, we bought installs. 70% uh, of your installs uh, of the app uh, get deinstalled. So you imagine your money, your marketing money, you give and you just can cut 70% of this money and just throw away. But you still need to invest it. So only 30% will keep your app running. 70% will deinstall your app. I mean, it's crazy. We don't have such money to push this product. And you need a really good push to, in, in the B2C market. Some, maybe sometime in the future, but uh, for now it's just, you need to concentrate on, on something, yeah. How does your platform work? Magic. No, it just uh, you uh, you take text, uh, you insert it into the into the interface that we have, and you click save button. That's it. And then literally, literally, it's and in a couple of seconds you have an audio. Behind that, there is a lot of uh, things going on. We need to find those uh, uh, things that don't sound so good. Replace them with things that do sound good, and so on and so forth. But uh, for the end user... What are the types of stuff we're talking about? 
Yeah, exactly. And the quality assurance then uh, retrospectively can also go through your text and identify those, er uh, those errors maybe. But for you as an end, uh, like a B2B end user, well, the publishers, they just insert the um, one line of code into their websites and that's it. We parse the whole article, we translate it into audio, we present it with a player uh, and so on. We uh, serve it with a CDN that's, you know, it's not their problem. They just pay at the end of the month. How many people are on your team? Uh, eight people at the moment, yeah. Uh, not all of them work full-time, though. I think full-time, it's me, Sofia, um, Igor, our CTO, and uh, yeah, and our front-end uh, developer. Uh, those are uh, full-time. The guys, they're uh, part-time. Uh, quality assurance team is also part-time. So not everything, uh, but we try to get as many people uh, on site and uh, uh, physically here as possible because even though uh, you know uh, distributed workforce blah 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 we just found that it's extremely uh, important to have a team on site that's why better house, uh, house is so good to have even if we are not uh, every day here maybe once a week but it's still a, a super important to have a base where, where you can come and like you know uh, before like brainstorm for example yeah or record those podcasts, very important. Uh, podcasts are important, we are looking for interviews, uh, in, uh, so for people to interview. Uh, well, the podcast is called uh, Startup Story. So basically every, uh, every entrepreneur can come. Uh, and uh, and uh, we interview you, know, you, 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 uh, about your, uh, your startup story. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, seems to, to work very, very well. Are you a subscription-based platform? No, we, uh, the end, you, uh, the end uh, um, so our customers, uh, they, so the Hamburger Amblatt or whatever, they use the subscription as a... Uh, uh, so how are you generating money? What is your... Oh, you mean this? Yeah, well, you can call it subscription. It's a license. So basically, there are, uh, there's a license that is monthly, monthly license uh, that uh, our customers pay. It's roughly around 4,000 euro a month per, uh, per, pub, uh, per publisher. And then there is a usage fee based on how many uh, articles you transcribe. And the usage fee is 18 euro uh, per million uh, characters. So roughly, they pay 18 euro a day also on, to generate the whole content into that. So at the end of the month, from one publisher, we get like four, four, four and a half, whatever, a thousand euro. Find that older people are more likely to listen to audio content because of their poorer vision possibilities? In our experience, it's both, so, but for different re reasons. So people actually um, cancel their subscriptions to the newspapers less when they have the audio version because they cannot read anymore. And the main reason for uh, elderly to cancel the newspaper subscription that they've been subscribed to for ages is, you know, the eyesight is not so good. So if you introduce the audio version, say, you can re-listen, that actually, uh, you know, um, the, the usage there is high. Same thing goes for a very young population because, uh, um, because they, for example, they, uh, they uh, um, spend their time in the school reading the books on YouTube with a 2x, um, uh, 2x speed. That's how they prepared for the exams. 
they didn't read the uh, Goethe's uh, uh, Werte, uh, really read, but they just uh, went to YouTube, found the video, 2x, tomorrow is the exam, I need to listen to it. I need to know what it's about. So, uh, and when the publishers say, yeah, but the quality of this voice is not there, yeah, you either uh, have this quality or you have someone else that creates it on, on YouTube and believe me, that is not a, a high quality stuff uh, that is uploaded. So both of the, uh, both of the um, uh, spectrum are there and it's not about, I think, age, it's about the situation where you're in. Situation, situation uh, where you're in. Exactly, time, time and situation, exactly. And you find the time in different situations. So as you said, you can, you can walk, you can jog, you can uh, cook uh, during, uh, during listening to this content. Otherwise, you wouldn't have time to do so. I, I will never find time of, uh, to read all the Zeit. I used to when I was a student, but pff, come on, this is even once a week. I mean, I can barely read like two, uh, two articles, two long reads from the Zeit now. Are there other markets next to news publishers and books that you would like to address? Everything that has to do with uh, uh, human, uh, 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 human actors recording voice. So it's uh, gaming. It's uh, everything that has, for example, the games. When you internationalize the games, uh, there's only, uh, uh, there's only uh, English version. If you, if you combine text-to-speech with internationalization, then the opportunities are huge. Because the game studio can only record one track uh, for, big, uh, uh, for big games, English. But what do you do with the, with the Chinese market? What do you do with, with them? Only subtitles. They put then subtitles on that. Well, we can take those subtitles and turn it into a speech. So they will have uh, uh, also, and it's very annoying to read the subtitles while you're trying to concentrate on, on playing. So this is one of the um, things, and education as well. E education, because educational content is also, it's very hard to internationalize. Uh, the next step for Botok is to go into automatic translation, and from the automatic translation go to uh, all the parts of the world. You can record the podcast, we generate the, uh, um, with the speech to text, we generate the uh, uh, subtitles, we translate the subtitles automatically, and then you put it into 127 languages.